we've got another episode coming for you. We appreciate you guys tuning in a couple extra times a week, and we really appreciate our guests that have been on the show. If you're a new time listener, check us out. Subscribe. We're Oddity Files, the podcast, and we bring you creepy, cryptid, otherworldly stories that we find on the internet. We have a huge library to go back and binge on. We appreciate your time. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, weird is the new cool, and ghost on. Hey guys, Kitsy here with another episode. A couple weeks ago, I was on somebody else's podcast. What? I know, but it's called A Haunt Mess, and I got to meet my new BFF. She doesn't know it right yet, but she's my new BFF, Sarah. Sarah, tell me a little bit about yourself. Hello. Um, yep. So I am part of a haunt mess with uh, Courtney and Dee Dee. Courtney is with Haunt Johnson. Dee Dee is with uh, Haunted Hour on Twitter. And I was asked by Courtney. Um, she followed my team, which is VP Paranormal. Uh, she followed my team for actually a few years. And we always had a really good rapport. And we kind of like to go back and forth. And she's like, hey, you guys want to do a podcast? I would love to have you guys do something where we're all kind of have different philosophies and maybe styles and we're all in different areas of paranormal. So yeah, we started a haunt mess and we got to meet you and no, you were my BFF first, actually. I think I claimed you <laughs> first. So I'm all good with that. I'm all, I'm all blushing over here. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. So long, how long have you been investigating for? I would say, you know, like off and on 20 years, you know, we, I, I've been doing this a while. My sister's and I started this team, VP Paranormal, very original. We just took our last names and made a made a title. So it's like <laughs> VP for each of our last names. And then the R in Paranormal is for one of the sisters for her last name. So we've been kind of into this a long time. My sisters are like 10 and 7, 8 years older than I am. So I was kind of um, always thrusted into this world of kind of following along with them. So I've always loved to be scared. Well, love, hate it, right? Like I always loved, hated it when I was yeah. a little girl. And um, so we kind of just, it just kind of happened. And then we just kind of joined everybody else and went, well, you know, we might as well slap a name on it and be a little bit more organized about it. Um, and so we did that. And, you know, here we are. And we've changed over the 20 years a million times. Um, just like the podcast, my sisters and I, um, are not necessarily all in agreement to our beliefs or how things happen. And we change constantly. So yeah, yeah. about 20 years, this kind of goes by fast. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I'm not nearly at 20 years. I, I was a very, very late bloomer, but I cannot even imagine investigating with my sisters though. Talk about polar <laughs> opposites, all four of us. So <laughs> there's no way that would happen. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's, it's such a great, like, um, you know, we do, we happen to like each other, which is amazing. And it's good sister time. We all live in different areas. I live in Michigan. Um, the oldest sister lives in New York and the other one lives in Texas. So it kind of gives us like something to kind of shoot for once or twice a year that we do um, kind of the bigger investigations. And then we kind of all do our own thing and consult each other. And they love their great support on the podcast and anything that I do outside. Like they think this is great that um, you invited me to come on and talk and they're, they don't like to talk. They don't like to be the the face of the team. So anytime okay. I get to be, they're yeah. like, yeah, do it, do it. Go out there and say something. So <laughs> yeah. So are you all originally from Michigan? That's where you're at, correct? That's where I'm at. So yeah. So my story is I, 
yes, we are from Michigan. Um, I was born here. However, when I was about seven or eight years old, we moved to Texas. So I grew up in Texas um, and just, well, I should say just recently. See, I feel like I'm still 18. So this is really weird. For Girl, me. same. Um, I'm... <laughs> I moved back to Michigan in 98 after my mom passed away. So um, just to kind of, you know, get my head together and I was going to stay here for about a year. Um, but I met my husband and my sister who lives in Buffalo. So Detroit and Buffalo, it's like a four hour drive across Canada. So it was kind of a perfect little situation that I could see her more often. So yeah, I, you know, kind of moved. That's why I've got one sister left in Texas. She stayed there and made a life and which is great because then I can kind of go home there and see her and stay here and yeah. kind of be home base and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that Michigan accent is strong, girl. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I grew up right outside Chicago. So when I get drunk, I, I call it my Wisconsin accent, <laughs> even though I, I never lived in Wisconsin, but the hey there, don't you knows come out and the soda and the oh. stuff and things. Anywho, so I guess we should get back to some ghosty talk. So I... <laughs> I know you've been thinking about stories you want to tell. Is there any that you, you're just dying to get out there? Or do you want me to go for the hard hitting, standardized, what was your scariest <laughs> experience? I'm going to leave it up to you. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to just put it out there right away. I'm, you know, I, I've done this a while and and I really do think paranormal is kind of a state of mind. And um, so mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be your guest that has, I don't have these great demonic, you know, I've been pinned down or thrown against a wall. I, I don't have anything Thank like God. that. I think I've had, <laughs> but I, I think that the, the experiences that we've had, I think have always been, I don't want to say life changing, but a little life altering in the sense that, you know, they, they make you think, and then you, it, it, it really did shape, I think, in the last good t eight to 10 years for me really has shaped kind of how I view it and how I explore it. And then other things that I do outside of paranormal that I use in paranormal. Um, so I would say my, my best story, I did talk to my sisters about this. Um, mm -hmm. Probably my best story is going to be the boy in Baghdad. Um, I was in Texas about boy, eight years ago. Okay. It was in January and we did, my sister and I went out and she was going to take me to a couple locations. They've got some great, she's in central Texas. She's in Austin or up right outside of Austin. So there's some great old cemeteries and we, she wanted to take me to a cemetery called Baghdad. Okay. And I didn't really have any information on this particular cemetery at all. Um, so it was a rainy day and that was a Saturday. It was a rainy day. And we went out to explore a couple different locations and we happened to hit this cemetery the last, the last of the day. And it wasn't dark yet. It was just really overcast. Um, I will say I used the, the, the ghost app on my phone called ghost radar. Now I'm not saying that I use okay. this as actual evidence. However, I do find that it has, I don't know, some very interesting words that pop up on it that kind of make you go, now, how would it know that? Or how would it do that? And I guess you could say maybe it's got some sort of a, I don't know, a map locator on you, but, um, yeah. I do find it, you as, never I, I use it for, you never know. And I use it for fun. Like I don't really ever take that super serious, but it's something to go on. Right. So we turned yeah. on the ghost radar and we're walking around the cemetery. And when you pull up, it's, it's a cemetery that's out in the middle of the country used to be, I will tell you that now it is built up. But okay. when we went there eight years ago, it was out in the middle of a field, not a lot of neighborhoods around. So really desolate. Um, 
we pulled up, we walked. When you, when you got to the top of the driveway, the left side of the cemetery was historical. And then the right side was a little bit more of the newer uh, tombstones or grave sites. Okay. So um, we were walking around and, you know, I got my, my sister and her two kids who were teenagers at the time. And, you know, a couple words pop up and all of a sudden the name Carlos popped up. I was like, oh, look, at you know, a name. Yay, right? Yeah. So we're like, Carlos, okay. You know, and I was like, hey, Carlos, you know, we're going to come back and see you. You know, we'll be back tonight, blah, 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 right? We're walking around. I I don't think that I was subconsciously taking in any headstones. I really don't think. I mean, I've never been to the cemetery before, so we were just kind of yeah. looking around. Um, But for whatever reason, you know, I decided I was going to talk to this young kid or guy, whatever. I didn't know at the time. Right. Like, okay, yeah, Carlos, Mm -hmm. we're going to come back. And we continued to talk to him throughout the day at my sister's house and driving around like we're coming back. We're coming back. So that night we gathered our equipment and took my nephews and a couple of their friends. And we snuck into the cemetery because I don't, a lot of people don't realize cemeteries are actually legally closed, like dusk till dawn, right? You're not supposed to legally be in there. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I don't promote, you know, uh, trespassing, but as I took my nephews in there, we were like, we're going to trespass tonight. So this was at 12 in the afternoon is what you're saying. (laughs) So, so we, you know, we go there in the middle of the night, which now you're in the middle of a you know, country land and it's dark and we walk up there and we've got our flashlights here and there and we're just doing some stuff with recording. And I think we had the K2 meters, the original ones, little handheld gray ones. Mm -hmm. We had a night vision video recorder. And so we kind of, you know, we're, you know, of course you're, you're excited. It's these kids are young, right? They're all excited to do this. And I give them each a job and, you know, everybody's kind of like their, their, their anxiety is a little high, right? So we're all kind of running around and we did get a couple unusual EVPs, I will say. Um, it seemed like we got somebody to say a name and it sounds like we got humming um, on one of our recordings, Ooh. which was kind of weird. So, you know, as we kind of busted up because everybody was kind of walking around, I said to my oldest nephew, you know, hey, I think we should go to the historical side of the cemetery and let's just, let's do a K2. Like, let's just do, you know, a, a Q&A. And he's like, okay. So I said, let's uh, look for a headstone. And I'm kind of looking around and can't see anything. And I'm trying to keep the flashlights off because I really didn't want the cops up there. <laughs> so yeah, bad and bugs, right? bad and bugs, especially Texas, because this is not fun. So I was like, OK, let's let's choose this one. So I touched a headstone and I said to my nephew, look in the camera and tell me what the name is. And he's like, Aunt Sarah, there's not a name on it. And I said, come on, there's, I know it's old, but there's got to be a name. So I kind of ran my hand over the front of it. I said, I can feel it. I can, there's something there. So I put the flashlight on and I shit you not, it was Carlos. No. The weird thing was this, you know, normally the last name is what's large, not on this headstone. Yeah. His first name was the large and the, and his last name was very small underneath his name, which I do have a picture oh, my. of. And he was a little boy. And he was the age of my youngest daughter. Now, I Aww. don't I don't think I saw that headstone or because I, I really tried to like logically think like, okay, Sarah, you clearly probably saw this headstone. How would I have picked yeah. this one out of all these headstones? I don't think that I saw it. I don't know how I would have found it in the dark anyways. It's not like I have any, you know, I, I don't know the cemetery. I, I, you know, it wasn't yeah. anything that I kind of had previous knowledge of. Um, so we sat down 
and we did a, a K2 and I will be honest, we got nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. Got pictures taken with the headstone and, and I did talk to him. And so at the end of it, I said, you know, well, I think we should give him a little something for his time. And I had a pair of gloves in my, in my pocket. And I had 50 cents in my pocket. So I said, well, I'll leave him the two quarters. So I left two quarters on his headstone and thanked him. And as we were leaving and walking down the thing, you know, we were kind of excited, but you know, everybody was like, did you know that was there? And I don't think I did. I mean, then you start feeling like, God, am I making this up? Like, I don't know what I, just happened. No, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was leaving for home, um, at that, at that, the next morning. And, um, so my kids at that time were eight and 10. And so, you know, got picked up from the airport and trying to get the kids ready for school the next day. And as I'm doing laundry, I notice I find two quarters on top of the dryer and I'm like, okay, well, that's not unusual. You're doing laundry and people have right. change in their pockets. Okay, fine. Take the girls to school the next day, doing little chores around the house, two quarters in the dining room. <laughs> Like, hmm. what? Okay. Now, and I don't mean two quarters and a penny or a dime, a nickel and a quarter. I mean, just two quarters. <laughs> so, wow. I, you know, yeah. So I don't know if, you know, I, I really, I, I was thinking about this last night um, when it came to trying to tell like a story that kind of meant something to me. It's not really scary by any means, but, you know, at the time, my eight-year-old was having um, extreme difficulty going to school for a really silly reason. Somebody in the first grade had thrown up during tasting of the greens for St. Patrick's Day. And so oh, no. she got really grossed out <laughs> and didn't want to go to school anymore. So of course, Monday through Friday, yeah. every day we had a tummy ache, right? So, and it would be crying going into school and all that stuff. So she was like, my anxiety for her was so high because her anxiety was so high. So right. is it that where I was in my life with an eight-year-old that I attracted this eight-year-old in the cemetery because out of all the names that could have popped up and out of all the tombstones I could have found, it was like, how did Carlos come to be? Like, how did that all even happen? Like, do we yeah. attract it? Do, you know, do, you know, like energy attracts, you know, maybe, maybe the energy that I was carrying was much like, I mean, he died at a very young age in the late uh, or I'm sorry, it would have been the early 1900s. So when he passed, you know, was it because his mother had such high anxiety for whatever illness he might have had? And so maybe whatever I was walking in with, because it was hard for me to even get away for that long week because she was so yeah. stressed. So, you know, I don't know if it was a combination of that energy, anxiety, but I would say for me, that was probably the first time where you, you know, you kind of say, and as I'm telling this story to you, you know, you think to yourself, like, you know, somebody else hearing it might kind of go, mm, I don't know, not a big deal. Yeah, it's not really anything no, super scary. It. But what was that connection, right? Like, what's the what are those connections we make, I guess, for mm -hmm. me, that's, that's kind of where I started to really understand, like, you know, these are probably more personal than stories that need to be shared all over social media. Although I did share it, I don't think it really got much attention. But, you know, you just kind of go, you know, what are these, maybe it's just for me. Maybe that was just for me at that moment. So yeah, that's my little no, point. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful story. I love that. And honestly, it, it sounds like our investigative styles are very similar. It's like you, you, you make that connection like you did that afternoon and and it was he was just in your head the rest of the day until you went back. That's how I am on an investigation. I make a connection with one of them because a lot of places I go to, they're they're very haunted by several spirits. 
And that's the one that communicates with me the entire time we're there. So it's just become right. a thing within the last two years for me. And these some of these places are known for completely different hauntings than the spirit I connect with. I, right. I don't know if they just seek people like us that are more open-minded. I don't know. You know, I think this is what I've kind of learned in in definitely the last 18 years. Um, so when we first kind of, you know, when it kind of first got out there with the TV shows and you could start going to some of these locations that were on TV, you know, we would do some of those public hunts. And so you would have anybody from, right, just a novice to an enthusiast to say the, and I'm I'm doing air quotes, professional paranormal people, right? So you're kind of a good mix of all of us in there. And I wouldn't have said at that point, I mean, we had a lot of the equipment. I mean, I looked pretty cool. I had my I have my little fireman bag that you strap to your leg and, you know, you can do and put all your little equipment in. I mean, I think I looked pretty official, but I, I probably wasn't <laughs> any more official than, than anybody else. But, um, you know, I think w- what I really got into when I started to do these public hunts was I, I, I kind of s- stopped looking for the ghost and really became a voyeur of other paranormal people and really trying to understand, like, how could I be in the same location with somebody and they're having these amazing and just, just huge paranormal experiences. And I'm sitting there going, I I got nothing. Like I got, I'm getting nothing. Like how is this person literally right next to me saying all sorts of crazy shit? And I'm like, I'm feeling nothing. So I I really think the psychology of watching people kind of get out there and, and do their investigating and, you know, it becomes a little bit of a look at me and, and, you know, I'm special. Look how yeah. the ghosts come to me. So I, I, I think that, yes, what you're, what you said was, I, I think that when, especially when you go to some of those like locations, like you said, there's always like the story and there's always mm-hmm. a star in the ghost world. Um, I don't usually get those connections either. That's an excellent way to yeah. put it. I, I don't get those connections either. I usually probably, um, I probably am attracted more to the lesser known because I kind of always feel like I'm the lesser known. Um, that's not a sob story either. I just, that's just really kind of, been, <laughs> you know, the way of my life. So I, I think I'm always on the outside of the circle. Um, and so where that mob mentality comes in with the stories, you know, especially some of the locations, you know, um, there's a particular location in New York that we go to and, and they talk about, uh, a gentleman named Roy never ever in my life. And I've been there a handful of times. Have I ever had anything remotely like so many people have said they've had? Um, but then you right. get these little things. And and I think those are more interesting because there's always so much more to the story, right? Like it isn't just about right. one person and it's not about one investigator. So why not hear about them all? <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. And um, I think I think it just depends on the investigator. Like you said, that the fact that you would go to these public hunts and just kind of watch everybody else do their thing sounds amazing to me, but I hate people. So I don't do public investigations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now my secret's out. Everybody's going to be like, don't go. Sarah's going to be on this public hunt. Um, You know what it is? I I think it used to bother me in the beginning watching people. and, And I'm sure it was a little bit of jealousy, right? Because I could have been yeah. in a room and not gotten anything. And then the next thing you know, two little old ladies go in there like, oh, my God, the room's spinning around and shit's flying off the wall. It's like, no, it's not. You know, I, why? Yeah. Why are you saying that? And then I'm like, well, you know, why? I, I think that, you know, the more I watch people, 
even the more that I do home investigations. And, and you know, we did talk about this on a hot mess with you. I, I really do think people want you to join them in their fear. And we become these little demon slayers. And look at us, you know, I have not, I, I can tell you at this point in my life, not even close am I a ghost wrangler. I don't think that I control the other side. I will never no, tell somebody neither. that I will cross the spirit over. I don't think it's my job to cross the spirit over. I'm afraid I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah, right. Well, we're, we've never been. How would I know where to send them? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Exactly. But um, yeah, I don't I don't use Christian narrative um, in, my, uh, in my investigations. Now, if a homeowner is... Um, highly Christian. And it doesn't mean that I'm not, I just, I actually practice Buddhism. So I, I just, for me, it's all about controlling your energy. So if a homeowner, that's why I like you. (laughs) Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a new thing for me. I've been doing it for eight years. So, but you know, and I do try to offer that to people when, when you do people's homes, um, you know, I think that if, if they, if they like a, a Lord's prayer, I have no problem participating in it. Um, but I'm also going to add to that, that everybody needs to understand all you control is your energy. That's it. You cannot control anything else. So if we are interacting with something from the other side, we've only been doing that since the dawn of man, which means we've always coexisted. So we need to remember you have to, you can only control, it's like trying to control your partner, right? You can't, you can't control your Mm -hmm. living partner. So why the hell would you think you can control a non-living partner? So we just try to control our energy. And, you know, I just try to give people techniques to remain calm because I think our overreactions tend to maybe make things seem a little different. I know, see, this is where I get very unpopular. This is where I get very unpopular with people. This is where people are like, this is why we don't, we don't include you, you know, but I just think that, you know, yes, it takes the fun out of it, but I think if you really want to understand what's going on, I, I think it's really just about energy and controlling your own and understanding that you can, yes, you can ask things. I suppose you can say, can you not bother me? But in the end, if they want to be here, they're going to be here. Amen so. to that. I, I agree a million percent. <laughs> it's, it is about energy and, and I've, uh, that's one thing I've learned throughout this. It's the energy you bring, especially because I don't do houses. Like like I said, I'm afraid I'm going to fuck it up, make it worse. I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. I just make it up as I go. But when we go into these we all, notoriously we all haunted... <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we go into these notoriously haunted locations, I, I just bring my energy, my personality, and my crew does as well. And I think energy, like you said, energy attracts like energy. And that's why we're not getting shit thrown at us. And these people are wanting to tell us their story and communicate with us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would be pretty pissed off if I was a ghost and people were screaming at me for absolutely no reason. <laughs> I would throw shit too. And I'm not a demon. So just putting that out there. You know, I one of our guests, uh, Chris Summers from Soul Sisters Paranormal, I really appreciate it. She's, she's got such a Southern charm about her. She's in Florida. And, and she actually, I love the way she explained it. She's like, you know, I believe this is Chris Summers. Boy, my memory's so bad. I probably shouldn't be putting names to this. But, um, <laughs> you know, she's like, we don't, we don't walk into a, somebody's home and just start demanding things from them, right? Like, you know, you want to get to know them and hey, you know, like, were you a part of the war here? Or, you know, like you, you, you would be friendly about it. But I think for me, paranormal has not become 
hey, everybody follow me. It's really just become like, I'm looking for open conversations and I'm looking to further expand my mind because it's changed every single investigation. I can think one thing. And especially 20 years ago, I could have thought, nope, absolutely. It's like having kids, right? Like, I'll never do that with kids. Oh, yeah, guess what? You have them and you're like, yeah, well, guess what? You will. You'll do whatever. You and say everything you, you won't said would never say that your mother says. <laughs> That's right. I mean, so I think with paranormal, if you're... If you're not open to change and you're not open to see all different possibilities, which some may not even be paranormal. And I think that's where, and, and Didi and I on Haunt Mess, sometimes I, I don't think we agree on this, which is, I think this is great, but we always talk about who's who actually is more open, right? Like, I personally think paranormal people are less open than non-paranormal people, because I know many people who don't like paranormal like I do, but it, and they might not believe it. But if you tell them something or they have something happen, they kind of go, well, you know, this one time this was kind of odd or what could this be? But boy, if a paranormal yeah. person has something in mind, they will not. I mean, they dig their heels in and you're wrong and they're right. It's like, well, just because you believe in paranormal doesn't mean you're open minded. You, I mean, there could be some True. logical explanation, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and yeah. I think and it doesn't all have to be evil. And so I guess I just it's that caricature. It's that what we put out there in TV kind of wrecks it for us. Right. Like I think, um, probably why I loved your watching your YouTube and we'll be soon watching it all on Amazon is, you know, it's like, gosh, it's just so refreshing that, you know, not that people are freaks, but you just don't look like a bunch of freaks. I mean, you're just, you're normal people. So I can, it resonates with me. I'm not calling anybody a freak, by the way. I'm, I'm just, no, I'm just no. saying if I, you know, it, it, I just, we're, I'm not a Wiccan. I'm not a psychic. I'm, there's nothing wrong with this stuff. I'm not a witch. It's just, I'm a normal person who's not afraid to go out and explore that stuff. And yes, I get scared. And what if I see a spider, I'll run or I won't go into a room, but it's, it's the, it's the just wanting to understand more about what could possibly be out there. And I think when you see exactly. shows like yours, it gets me excited to see that, okay, see, there are, there's more of us out there. And, you know, yeah. I, I wish yeah. more people were attracted to that instead of the, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I guess. Yeah. I kind of, I sense, I, I am a travel channel addict. I, I highly admit that. And I sense a, a change coming soon. With shows mm -hmm. like Kindred Spirits being out there and, you know, the Broken Up Ghost Hunters coming back with two different shows because they were a little more open-minded, willing to debunk, and it was never a demon. I just I just right. feel like it's coming this way now where things are – it's more about the evidence and not creating a scary story, if that makes any sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. And I, and I do, I've said that probably the last few months, I keep saying that to, to the girls on the podcast that, you know, I, I think that there's a change coming and, and I think that it's been, it's been played out. And I think that it's great um, that paranormal, I mean, it's popular. It's not, it's not underground anymore. Right. Like I think sometimes right. we still feel we're the outcast, but we're certainly not the outcast. I mean, there, you can, I mean, all you can find is paranormal content everywhere, podcasts, YouTubes, you know, uh, Amazon shows, uh, travel channels. I mean, they're all over the we place. Are the cool be hard to not, <laughs> we're the cool kids. So I think that, you know, I think the other side's probably been played out. I think it's probably time to to see all aspects. And I think that we miss something when we don't see all aspects of it, because I think that mm -hmm. there, I think the, again, the mob mentality is you watch a show and 
especially like with the Zach Baggins, you get these fans, the Warrens, they get these fans and they're diehard and that's amazing. But boy, they will not venture off of that. That is, it. that's the word and that's what they go on. But it's like, that's yeah. one aspect. That's their, that's their type. That's their style. That's, that's their niche in paranormal. That doesn't mean that's the end all be all. And people get very defensive about, you know, their, their, their leader. <laughs> and, but it, yeah. I think it's nice to have people that want to explore a little bit more and expand their circle. And, you know, I think for us, um, you know, our podcast has opened us up to amazing ladies like yourself that it's like, gosh, this is just such a breath of fresh air to be like, oh my God, there's yeah. somebody out there I can talk to. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, I will never say I'm right. I, I don't know if I'm right. Um, but I'm Same. also not going to say that everybody else is right. Right. <laughs> so exactly. there's that. Well, this was fun, Sarah. I loved it. Thank you so much for being on this. And go ahead and tell everybody um, where they can find a haunt mess. And um, you, you said that your group has a Facebook page as well, right? Yeah. So my my uh, paranormal team is V as in Victor, P as in Paul, paranormal. And you can find us on um, Facebook and on Instagram. And I run both of those. My sisters do absolutely nothing on those. Um, and then a hot mess. <laughs> a hot mess. You can find us on. Oh, I'm actually on Twitter as well, but I don't really do a lot of paranormal stuff on Twitter except retweet stuff like if I see you or a haunt mess stuff. But um so but a haunt mess, you can get us on Twitter, which Dee Dee runs, um, Instagram, which I run horribly. Uh Courtney runs the haunt mess on Facebook. Um and then we're also on YouTube. So subscribe and help us sister out. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. 
ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear. Go. Get. Serious. I'm out of here. 